we spend an average of eight hours and 41 minutes a day facing screens. Laptops, smartphones, tablets, even digital refrigerators. But what are we really connected to? Isn't it time you connected to something greater? Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty for people who love cars. Welcome to RCS. I'm Dan. I'm Nick. As always, Rain City Supercars is brought to you by Avance. Carter Subaru. Drivers Club. Grios Garage. Haggerty. Rainier Beer. Salvo Designs. And our in-kind sponsorship with America's Automotive Trust and LeMay Automotive Museum. You sound and we're in different loca- <laughs> We're in different locations. Dan, you've left town, and all it's done is rain here. I don't know why. I mean, even even Seattle misses you. I, so. I can't say I feel the same, to be honest. It's been beautiful and sunny in McCall, Idaho, where I am loving life. Everybody has been telling me, and they're watching your videos and your, your little stuff. It looks like you're, you know, you're, you're staying inside and sheltering in place. I'm proud of you. Yes, so. I am. There isn't a mask in sight, so it's probably the smart thing to do. <laughs> I see. You know, it's get, it's starting to get like that up here now. All these mm-hmm. stores are starting to say, hey, if you have a mask, you're good. But And it is weird to actually see people, and, and you can see their face, and they smile. I'm not going to lie. You're getting used to it. So. <laughs> the last time, before good. I left home, I, I, as you know, I have made many, many, many trips to Home Depot. We'll get into that on the show here. <laughs> but I don't yeah. wear a mask. I'm, I'm vaccinated, for the record. I have I got the Moderna shot. The second part was awful. Um, but I'm like, that's why I don't wear a mask. That's the whole reason I got vaccinated, so I could stop doing this. And I'm still, <laughs> I mean, I'm still like going into, you know, I'm not stage diving at concerts or anything. But I'm like, you know, I'm going into yeah. Home Depot, and I run in and out, in and out, in and out. I swear to God, you would think I was open carrying an AR-15. Some people are either just happy to see me or they're just like terrified. There's no between. It's really polarizing and weird. I, uh, I mean, if anything, it's causing great memes on the internet of people that are being the Karens of the world asking people if they've been vaccinated and, and the great responses that are coming back that most of them I can't say on here because they're inappropriate, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's been good, but yeah, we're coming out of it finally. Um, yeah. it looks like we're going to get a, we're going to get a, decision out of the lovely governor of California here. They're going to open up and finalize car week, which will be good. Um, it's, uh, I don't know. It's interesting. So. Yeah, thank God. I'm really excited. Car week's coming back and things. I mean, our, uh, exotics has been back. I'm, I'm sorry. I missed German car day. Of course I couldn't make cause I've been packing and moving, but, uh, it looked like an awesome time. It, you know, um, I, was, I, I don't think I was there either. Was I there? I don't think I, well, maybe I was, no, I, I don't remember or something. I, no, I went. I think I went because you know, I, God. I think you know, you did. I, I will. I think I did. <laughs> <laughs> can't keep my, my brain, my brain fog has been bad since I was sick, and so I'm coming out. But I'm, I'm pretty sure I was there. I think I wandered through it like a like a ghost. Yeah, I, of course I was there because I saw our good friend Kristen from the main, and she was she was working. The, oh boy, they work in the, the rows, but that's probably not going to sound good. Uh, <laughs> but she was. I think she's she's an official thug now, so she was out there working. So it's good to see her. Awesome. Yeah, it's nice to see the people embracing yeah, events again. And I, I want to bring this up because I we hadn't talked to her in a while, but they're they're opening up a brand new Alfa Romeo exhibit down at LeMay, I believe, this month on the twenty sixth, which will be really cool. And oh, actually, sweet. our good friend Fred, Fred Russell is helping them with that because he's like the Alpha guy around here. So I yeah, thought I was tell our listeners about right? that. I think he's the head of multiple Alpha clubs, and I think most of the knowledge is in his head. So <laughs> right, <laughs> pretty impressive, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
Well, uh, yeah. so we're going to follow up from our last episode. Uh, so I did end up getting a trailer like the day after um, we, the day after we recorded the episode, I ended up finding a Harbor Freight trailer just at random one popped up that day in Monroe and I drove up and got it. And thanks to you and Garov and Todd, uh, I was able to get that trailer together along with the rack for my truck. And I have a very nice rack for the record. I love this rack. So, Oh yeah. I've always said that Dan, I know. before you put one on your truck. So right. yeah, you're good. Yeah. So yeah. shout out to extrusion overland. Uh, look them up. They're not typical. They run, um, no sponsorship. They didn't give me any discount on this thing, but they were very, very helpful about me setting it up and it's made it, it's extremely modular. I've never seen another rack like it for a truck and they have them for just about everything, but I've been really happy with it as I've traveled down here to McCall. But back to that trailer, that was quite the, uh, it was quite yes, the, the process. The directions that were done in crayon by some <laughs> small child in a, a third world country. Yeah. You bet. Mm-hmm. They were the single worst directions I've ever seen for anything. And I mean, of course, it, you know, it's, it's not a bad trailer. Like when, when you get it together, I mean, I guess it's, I should ask. I only saw it in the garage. Did it roll all the way to McCall? Yeah. Yeah. And it's been great. Um, I found a few little, I mean, it's, it's a Harbor Freight trailer that was 350 bucks. So, I mean, you sort of get what you pay for, but, uh, yeah. but I mean, it, it's been better than I expected for the money. And I've been making this joke sort of laughing, which, what, what do you guys think costs me more, the wood or the trailer? And it was the wood. <laughs> I spent more on lumber than I did on the trailer itself. Now, if you add in like all the miscellaneous fasteners and tie down points I've got on there, it's probably cost me more to build the trailer itself. But the lumber itself was, uh, was actually a little over 300 and something bucks. It was like, cause I went pressure treated lumber and things like that. Cause it's going to sit outside for the most part. And I wanted it to last a long time, but holy crap, 80 bucks a sheet, two, four by eight yeah. sheets of uh, pressure treated plywood, um, to make the base and the sides and, then the the pressure treated two by fours to create the for the the stake pockets, which apparently two by fours <laughs> in wherever that trailer is manufactured are a different size than the ones here. They do two not. by two by threes, two by two and a half. Yeah, yeah. And just re- remember, if anything falls out bolt wise, that was Garoff's job to tighten those. Ones. So it's not me. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So funny fact, fun fact though on these trailers. So it did, it did take me a lot to get this thing put together, but I've learned a lot in the process too, as we always do when we start these projects. And for tie down points, I was thinking I would just buy those little, um, those little D ring, uh, two bolt tie downs, but I ended up going after looking online for, with the, the E-Track system. If anybody hasn't heard of E-Track, it's, um, it's a standardized, uh, I guess tie down system or what do you call that? Um, I mean, you, you see it in every race car trailer, every, you know, I mean, it's a, it's basically like what, like it's like a, a claw cramp clamp that you push together and then flip it into the rail and then it clamps down. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And they're really simple. They're really handy. I'd never used them before. I'd seen them over the years, but I'd never used them before. And, and, uh, I ended up, like I said, after doing a bunch of research online, I was saying, yeah, just go with E-Track. It's dirt cheap. You're already at Harbor Freight and get it. And they were right. This stuff is awesome. I've been really impressed with it. And since I've been down here, I've actually ordered more, and I got E-Track wheel chocks for the motorcycles, which I should have done in the beginning because everything takes like five days longer to get to McCall than it does to get to anywhere else. Oh, you don't have Amazon Prime there in McCall? I'm sorry. It's so funny because I have like my old address punched in and it's like available to you tomorrow if you order now, you know, which I'm used to with Amazon Prime and being in Washington. But McCall, it's like, you know, I see that, then I change the address and it's like available in seven to 10 business days if you're lucky. Available eventually. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 
I mean, I'm, I'm assuming the monkeys traveled well, all but it was like 400 pounds of them. Yes, uh, they did. Yeah. Uh, I should get into the Carter Subaru tip of the day. I guess I was going to make that about yeah. tie downs and e track, but it's going to be about tie downs really, and that's the main thing. Is I've learned a lot of. It. I ended up purchasing more tie downs on my on my way out of town, and I had a bunch, but I put them in storage because I brought like six with me, thinking that would be plenty. It was not. Uh, so one of the things I didn't consider was how much. Uh, because that trailer has terrible suspension, it, I mean, it's it weighs nothing and it bounces all over the road behind me. It's so small that you literally just kind of move it by hand when you take it off the truck. But that's a downside too. So every time I hit a bump, the rear wheels of the motorcycles were shifting back and forth. And they ended up on top of the ramp that I had tied down in the pack and actually uh, ground down one of the foot pegs and dented the ramp for that matter. And I checked that thing probably every every stop. I checked all the tie downs. I had to readjust everything a little bit. But... Um, Basically, uh, I ended up going away from, I had removed a bunch of bungees and went with tie downs uh, for the rear wheels to hold them in place because they're moving around so much. So uh, luckily, those are easy to find just about, just about anywhere. But I ended up with multiple different types because I have ratcheting straps that I have for like the really tight stuff. And I have specific motorcycle straps that wrap around the handlebars and don't scratch the handlebars and crunch cables and stuff like that. But the rear wheels were not something I considered. So ended up, what I ended up doing was I ordered up these wheel chocks that aren't here yet for the fronts. That'll keep the front totally stable and locked in place. But the rear wheels on those, you need on a motorcycle, you need to tie down as well when it's in the middle of your bed. They're, or they're going to hop around. And so, which is one of the stupid things I've always known because I've been hauling motorcycles for 25 years. You'd think I'd figure this out by now. And I just didn't think about it. I thought, yeah, the bikes are so small, they're not going to move that much. I was wrong. <laughs> so... To fix that, I uh, ended up tying it down to the rear of the trailer, just a single tie-down in a loop, and that actually solved my problem. But I should have thought of it from the beginning. But uh, anyway, multiple different kinds of tie-downs were used, ratcheting straps for the stuff I don't want to move anywhere ever that can take that kind of pressure, and then a single pull straps for stuff that needs uh, just a little less strength. You don't have to worry about crushing things with them like I would a ratcheting tie-down. So anyway, but uh, like that's the, the Carter Super Tip of the Week in this one is Add that to your mandatory list. If you own a truck, throw like eight tie-downs in there. At least four ratcheting, at least four just standard pull-through tie-downs. You'll always have a reason to have them. And I was so glad I had as many as I did with me. I still needed more, though. <laughs> so Yeah, I think I think we've always found that no matter if you're hauling something or if you're up in the woods, then you can always use a tie-down or, or a ratchet strap for something. Yep. I mean, heck, red, redneck engineering. I've seen people put axles back on with those things, so... Well, you know, temporarily. Yeah, limiting straps. Actually, I've used a, yeah. I've used a tie down as a limiting strap before in a broken four by four. But um, even in a car, bungee straps, you can get them just about yeah. anywhere. Uh, Amazon, of course, Grios Garage, RCS Ten. I think they have tie downs as well. Ah, uh, yes, Grios Garage, our our good detail sponsor. <laughs> I tell you, I, was, I I just noticed I got an email from them. They they're, they're coming out with like their five hundredth issue of the magazine. They got a really cool car on the front of it. So, is it one we know? Can't wait to do that. No, it's a it's a old school race car. So, oh, sweet. yeah, okay, yeah. So, I mean, I I I, I guess it's in an email, but I I, I mean, it's an old school Indy car. But uh, yeah, it'll be really cool. So, yeah. Speaking of Griot's yeah. Garage, I should yeah. shout out to them. Um, okay, we obviously RCS Ten gives us a discount, and we use their products religiously because we need them, and they work great. But uh, their bug barricade. I have been going through <laughs> like water <laughs> every time I leave this place. The fun of living in the country is all the places you can explore. The downside is I've had to wash the truck four times since I've been here in a week. And I'm not kidding. I've washed it four times. Um, I should have like a frequent flyer card at the pressure washer here. I, I laugh because this is in my notes in the drive to McCall that the, the, the car wash here has 
the strongest pressure washer I've ever seen at a car wash. Oh, you went back to that one. Yeah. I remember that was across the street when we were on the uh, on last year's rally. I remember right. that. It's across the street from the Holiday Inn, and I laugh because if you just pull the handle, you're like, oh, it's not that strong. But if you give it like just <laughs> a hair of a harder pull, like you don't really notice it. But if you really squeeze that trigger, you can practically pull paint off most cars with that thing. <laughs> we were all laughing about that at the Holiday, and then people would come back and be like, oh, like you can't. I can't <laughs> hold it with one hand. I, yeah. it's, it's hard to control. <laughs> so, but thank God for bug barricade. Cause I, I spray it on every time I wash the truck, I let it dry, dry it off, do all that. And then I, you know, I, I've been doing using the quick ceramic three in one they've got after the wash, just kind of keep things yeah. fresh. But then as if, if I'm going to go and I've been exploring all these back roads, you guys probably see me uh, uploading videos. I've got a bunch more, but that stuff, thank God for bug barricade because like, I, every time I stop, I have to clean the windshield. It's it's so bad that I mean, the mosquitoes up here like Alaska mosquitoes for one. Like you can hear them when they hit, and then there's butterflies everywhere. And I, it's like, which are I'm you like, killing oh. butterflies? Damn, I know, not nice. intentionally, but yeah. Thank Don't God. Don't you know there's an record. effect to that? Yeah, there's an effect to that. I, I will tell you this, not to get on the same thing, but I have been recently get, using that new ceramic speed shine mm-hmm. that they just came out with, and it's really nice. And it, I mean, for even even though I have the ceramic on the, the Maserati and the Subaru, but it's been really great lately. So, oh, yeah, I mean, I, I, the question our listeners want to know is, did you get, do you guys get to McCall with all the same windshield? Yes. There were no Good. windshields oh, hey. broken in so hey. far, so far. <laughs> no, no, that counts. That counts. It's, it's every trip you take. I mean, you know, so you, yeah. you're there. We, we're going to count it. Yeah. The Audi has a brand new one. So we can really tell if that one's bad, but uh, the, the yeah. F-150 has already got one chip. Um, not from this trip though. <laughs> And so, but, right. but yeah, I've, I've been using that bug bear to get all the bugs off, but you know, you know, there's kind of the running joke that I tell her. It's not a joke at all. Actually. We tell everybody every time they come to McCall, watch out for the deer. Like there's warnings and there's us telling you, no, slow down and watch out for the deer. Cause it's a real thing here. And I, I don't think I've ever left the house, even going for like a one mile trip into town and not seen a deer. They're usually like eating through the yard here. In fact, I'm trying to look and see if there's one out the window right now. So there's usually a bunch here. It's like, that's they're like, somebody's watching you. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, you know, they're more popular here than cats. Like you see more deer than you do cats and dogs. They're just everywhere. Right. And since I've been here in the week I've been here, I've seen a moose on the road. I've seen deer. I've seen foxes. I've seen coyotes. I've seen a rattlesnake that I thought I ran over. We brushed, (laughs) we brushed a family of grouse off the road that like wouldn't move. (laughs) So Shauna runs out and like practically picked one up. It was hilarious. And, uh, I had to ed- I edited it out of a video, but it was hilarious to watch her try and like collect these little baby brand new grouse babies, and then. But I mean, there is just animals everywhere up here. It's just gorgeous, and everything's still green. It's not a fire yet, yet because it will be as always around here. But it's the perfect time to come to McCall. Yeah, McCall is one of my favorite places on earth. It's just so pretty. So yep. I'm jealous of that. Um, you know, we were hoping to get down there, but I don't know if that's going to happen now. But uh, it's, uh, yeah, we, we, we know that the deer are vicious and they like to run out in front of cars. So especially you got to watch out for that, <laughs> especially Porsches. Yeah. <laughs> I have main, found main, so yeah. many roads since I've been here and it's only been a week, but I keep like, uh, it's, it's fun to be here in the truck and you'd love it in the Subaru. Uh, in fact, if yeah. you come down here, it, I would actually, as tempting as it is, you can't go wrong either way. If you have a sports car, a truck or anything with even like mild ground clearance, there's infinite places to go here. And so I've been, I've been having the luxury that I've never had before of, oh, where does that road go? <laughs> I'll just go take it and see how far <laughs> I can get. I drove all the way, like halfway across Idaho 
literally. I mean, I probably drove 60 miles outside of McCall on a gravel road. Eventually, I just turned around because I was running out of daylight, and I didn't want to drive back in the dark because of the deer. <laughs> but I was literally just like, I have no idea where I am. I've got GPS tracks on, so I'll figure it out. And I had a full tank of gas. But, I mean, it was 60 miles from McCall, I never, and I never went through anything. I did see it find a weird town, middle of nowhere, a little sketchy. Didn't hear any banjos, found, didn't see we, any rebel flags, we, didn't see any other strange flags flying, but you never know with Idaho. <laughs> That's North Idaho, Dan. Everybody knows that. Yeah. This was pretty ah. deep central Idaho in the woods, and <laughs> I was a little concerned. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but uh, I, I was like, I'm like 40 miles from town, and there's a lot of people out here. This is weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, that country is beautiful. I mean, I think it's just the fact that we have had the opportunity to explore so much of this area that having new places to just dis- discover was nice. I mean, I, I can't think of the last time I went driving down a dirt road and didn't know where I was going most of the time because I get lost so easily, but, uh, yeah. So. Yeah. I was thinking, yeah. so last time there's a, there's a story from the last rally and the, we joke cause then, then it got worse. Um, where we had, to, <laughs> where we had to turn around, you know, at that, uh, by the dam, yeah, by the main Hills Canyon, we had to turn around because they blocked the road for fire. And I did end up taking that whole road and seeing the fire and that brush fire did go for quite a ways. But I finally got to drive over the top, um, which is looking at it. It's funny because except for the, the uh, Kleinschmidt grade is the road up after you get up the grade. It's actually like you could have passed it in just about any passenger car. The road wasn't bad at all. In fact, it's the smoothest gravel road I've ever been on. But getting up there was pretty sketchy and pretty steep. And, uh, but I finally got to do that run and man, it is so cool. Like there's so many endless gravel roads and views you can go. Like I, it's just, the more you explore, the more beautiful it gets. And I invite anybody to come down. If you, I, I posted it on Avon's like, if you guys want to come down and say, hi, let me know. I'll definitely go out and buy the first round. I'm definitely good for that. And <laughs> there's a few people coming down. Have you found the local, uh, watering, sh- watering spot yet? <laughs> Have you found a good one? You know, we have the Mount Side Tavern here. So it's say, hard. I have you have found to find them. your own home. I'm not going to go as far as to say they were good ones. <laughs> we do not well, I mean, have a Mount Sai Pub or a Roanoke or the Last Frontier here, which is surprising. Um, I actually thought I would, but the one bar that's open late, so McCall's kind of weird. It shuts down at like 10 at the latest. That's a, that's a late night thing here. There's the Shore Lodge if you want a nice drink, but you're going to pay for it. You know, literally, I mean, Shore Lodge is really nice. You're going to pay 15 to 20 bucks a drink there for a mixed drink. Um, there's a place called the Yacht Club, which unfortunately is a club, <laughs> and it's terrible. And I mean, if I, I guess if I was in my early 20s and was coming up from Boise State, like maybe I would have some fun there. But I'm like, I am way too old to be in here. Is the vibe when I walk in now? <laughs> so, oh, the younger crowd, I see. Okay. Yeah, and at this age, like one, you know, I'm not single, and two, like everybody in there, I'm like, are you 12? Because <laughs> that's how you look at people when you get old. Like they, you don't know how old they are. They just all look like kids to you. I'm just like, I feel so yeah. out of place here. I'm not there. <laughs> I just, I just instantly went to the yacht clubs around here, and the fact that I thought you meant old people and ascots no. and you know captains hats, but that makes a lot more sense than McCall. Yeah, yeah exactly. And so there's, there's good food here for the most part. Um, not the sushi bar. <laughs> really, fresh sushi isn't in the middle of Idaho. That's oh no, it, it, I'm just going to throw them under the bus because I already wrote them a terrible review. I, I'm, you know how I am about dining. Like I'm super picky yeah. about my dining experiences. Like if I'm paying for service, I want service. I'm a good tipper. The worst service I've ever had in my life. Like the waiter checked on us like once. It took us an hour and a half to get our food. I was with reservations. I was like, it's sushi. It was terrible. But anyway, I don't recommend the sushi restaurant here, but the the Foglifter Cafe, which still already go to, decent coffee. You're not going to find, like when you come from Washington, and this is one of the things I've definitely a snob about 
we don't have good coffee outside of Washington. Washington really, really is above and beyond in the coffee area. And even until you've been, until you had a bunch of coffee in Washington, you don't realize that. If you're not from Washington, you're like, eh, it can't be that bad. No, it's really bad when you're not in Washington. It's the one thing Washington just totally blows everybody else out of the water for. That's coffee. There's three places within 20 minutes of my house that are like top notch, amazing coffee. There's, I've tried every coffee spot in McCall. Not so good. <laughs> they try. And have, have you found a replacement for your, your, your North Bend donuts? I've noticed more and more no. of our friends online are posting photos from there. Good. Kevin and Caitlin, I see, I see discovered it finally after moving there. So, yep, yeah. I, I, we've had some coworkers send photos. They've heard me talk about it on the show and they're like, you weren't kidding. These are the best donuts ever. Yeah. There, there is no donut shop on the call. There's three bakeries, no donuts. The only donuts are at Albertsons. Oh, that's, that's a nice Albertsons though. I yeah. Coincidentally, the best sushi yeah. in town is at Albertsons as well. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. That doesn't surprise me. So do you guys have some big plans for exploring? Are you going to take some, you know, go out on the weekends and, and get away from wherever you're staying? You guys, you guys are just renting a house, right? Yeah, we just rented an yeah. Airbnb down here for the for the month yeah. to hang out. And uh, so there's a there's a, a hike up here called Loon Lake where there's a downed B-17 bomber. Uh, it's about a 10-mile oh. hike, but it's only about 1,300 feet of elevation gain and loss. So it's a pretty easy 10-mile hike. So I'm gonna, right. we're going to hit that fun. up um, in a couple of weeks and go do that hike. I'll send some photos from there. Uh, one of the things I am doing, which people have noticed a lot, is I'm I've got this GoPro and I'm using it religiously now. So I'm time lapsing literally every drive I have. Um, I've actually got the kit to hardwire it into the 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 Ford right now. So I've got a hardwire kit for USB C power to it now. Um, but yeah, are you able to find another place to wire it in? I thought we used the last one. Uh, yeah, this I'm wiring directly to the battery. And so, because oh, okay. I'm mounting it nice. externally, so I'm just going to directly mount it to the battery. Ah. I also have one for the monkeys, and we rent the monkeys, too. Ah, and I, I, I see you put a few miles on the monkeys down there, but uh, a good way to get around the call. The best way. I'm so glad. I was At first, I was thinking, eh, I don't know how much I'll use these down here. No, it's the perfect vehicle for McCall, because uh, parking's pretty tight down here. It's just a popular vacation spot, and the weather's been gorgeous, so it's been flooded with tourists. So, when there's no well, parking, that- <laughs> the monkey's great. Yeah, I remember last time we were in McCall, there was a ton of like those side by sides out there because you can drive those on the street. Yeah, the I was uh, I was laughing, Dan, because ever since you've left, and this is the only time I've seen him, there is somebody up on Sammamish here that has a brand new red and white monkey <laughs> that looks a lot like you, and I see him everywhere. And so, as you know, my monkey's out of commission with Northwest Craft Interior working on my seat, so I, I keep seeing this guy, and every time I want to see him, I, I think I, I need to jump on my bike and go see who it is. But maybe it's just the ghost of you riding around Sammamish. <laughs> I don't know. So yeah. Well, I think you I should load up your that, monkey in your Subaru and get down here, man. You know, I've done measurements, and I don't. I thought it would fit. I don't know it will if it will, but I mean, you know, someday. Just take the know, bars down. The, uh, take the bars down. It'll fit. I, I, I don't know. I, I was I was looking at that. I, I don't know. It's 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 a it's a height issue with the bars, which I know I could fix, but it's a little bit of a, a length issue too, and the fact that way the way the seats go down, I don't know if it would work. And um, uh, I'm old, Dan, and I don't know if I want to hurt myself putting a small bike in the back of a Subaru. <laughs> Do you have a trailer hitch on that? No, no. The oh. problem with trailer hitches is, 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 is it, they drop way below the rear bumper, and it takes away all the, the little bit of height I've gotten out of that car. But I don't know. It's, uh, I, I have done many, many measurements with it. So it's, uh, we'll see. We'll see. I, gotta, I finally got the, the all shoes and tires on it. It's just sitting here lonely looking at me. So. <laughs> 
Yeah, I brought the tires wow. with me. Oh, speaking of which, those came in handy mm-hmm. on the drive down too. So I, I packed the trailer with the with the tires through the um, through the rear tire tie down, and I sat the yeah. wheels inside the spare the rear tires, the ones that I have not mounted yet. That actually worked yeah. really well to help secure the bike. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Unintentional, but it worked great. So. Did you just have the monkeys in, in the trailer, or did you, were you hauling other stuff in there? Uh, I had the monkeys, and I had one container of um, tools and hardware. So I brought, like, uh, right. additional tie-down points, screws, things I, I might need for the trailer. I brought uh, – I didn't – I'm doing an oil change. I haven't done it yet. I've got an oil change to do on the monkeys. I'm going to do the clutch while I'm down here. I've got Actually, I mean, I'm living down here for the month, so I have time to do those things. Yeah. And the place we've got has a nice garage, so – I'm doing that. Monkey maintenance. Yeah. yeah so monkey maintenance. Yeah. Monkey maintenance and all that. I'm kind of laughing because I'm probably going to get more done while I'm here than I am at home because there's so so uh, so many fewer distractions. As weird as that sounds, during the week, like I just there's it's still a small town. There's not a lot you can do after dark, and so it's a it's a nice way to unwind to work in a garage. Right. Yeah. Well, you'll get the fever like the rest of us have, and the monkeys change quickly. But yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm still just fighting time to do it. I'm. It's been yeah. fun though, man. I love it down here. Yeah. Get off, get off your butt, and get down here. Just do it. I well, I mean, you know, <laughs> with, with, without revealing too much, I, I, I was I, that was the plan, but uh, somebody's uh, somebody was injured, not me for once. So I, I will see. So you know, it's uh, it's getting better. But yeah, I mean, one second, I was going to ask you something. I totally forgot. I keep thinking I should go down and visit whoever's in your house now and just say hi and be like, hey, I used to come here a lot. I'd like to still come here. Uh, you know. As you can see, I know the garage code. Uh, no, <laughs> hopefully that's been changed. <laughs> yes, I hope so. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. So it's uh, yeah, but uh, so I'm going to do the beat. You're going to do the big hike up there, and that's that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Did you see that? Uh, this is a totally off topic, but I was reading an article today that Daimler Benz is going to sell off a bunch of their dealerships in Europe to build up capital. So basically, <laughs> sell off sell off the dealerships in the land but keep the dealerships there and secure the job. But for like $1.2 billion, I'm like, what are they up to? Obviously, they, they, they still haven't delivered those those hypercars to people, the AMG ones, so I don't know what's going on. It's kind of interesting. You know, every once in a while, your newsfeed will pop up with something kind of interesting. Huh. That's really interesting. Yeah. It's funny, I, it's, I it's funny yeah. to hear that because the market is doing so well. This is a good topic to switch it up to. The used yeah. car market is insane right now. Um, as everybody knows, I was searching for an R8 forever, and they have actually gone up in value. The V10 Pluses, which is very, very rare. Um, even for, even the V10s have gone up in price. There's just not a lot of them out there. But um, like the car market every, in general, everything is nuts. has gone up. In price. I mean, I, I was, you know, uh, listeners don't know this, but I was, I was talking to our good friend Brian, who's going to go on the Monkey Rally with us, and we were talking about my Subaru release and getting into something different, and, and you know, which, by the way. I have some things about leases I learned from him that we need to talk about on the show. What you're going to get for my car was incredible, even with the miles on it. It's just, you know, I mean, I'm seeing, this is a perfect example. I'm seeing like the two-year-old Subarus that are going for $2,000 less than they, they bought new. I was reading an article about a guy that bought a 70 thousand dollar truck or $75,000 truck five years ago, or no, two years ago, put five twenty-five thousand 25,000 miles on it. And they're giving him 72 at a dealership. People, I mean, they, they don't have cars. Yeah, I keep getting asked, actually, from the Ford dealer. They keep sending me mails. And they've actually had some, like, you know, you, you get the automated mail. We want your trade. And I've gotten the actual, yeah. like, written mail. Hey, you're in for service. Um, you know, my name is so-and-so. Give me a call. Like, I, we want to buy your truck. It's still under warranty. It's in condition. Like, you know, we'll pay you 75 right now. And I'm like, I didn't pay that for the truck, for one. 
and I'm really tempted to take the dump. <laughs> like, I don't know what I would replace it with, but how often do you get offered more than what you paid for your new truck? So <laughs> after you just got the rack on it too. Yeah, I know. Which, yeah. <laughs> Again, well, I mean, thanks to Todd and Garov because that was a nightmare by myself and no fault of the rack manufacturer. I just didn't do it the right way. Having it, it it's much like the truck bed cover. Doing it over again, no problem. <laughs> Doing it the first time, problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that also tells you about the craftsmanship that it's so sturdy and so you know, so good. It you know it it should be tough to put on. Stuff that goes on really easily comes off really easily. Right. So I keep checking yeah. the bolts on it because I mean I loctited every single bolt on there as instruction said so. Just loctite blue, not red. Don't worry. But uh, every single one is held up tight it's holding tight like i had to make my own mounts for the uh, i've got the uh, arb tread pros on the side and i tried ordering the mounts for them like the official mounts um not just the pins but there's a, a mount that works perfectly with the rack and it's anyway it's on back order for like six months nobody's got one so i ended up using um these m8 bolts with washers just to hold it on and a couple, little bit of loctite in case because i can break loctite loose and sure enough, nothing has moved. I, it was a, the cheapest thing I've ever done for a mount, but it worked. I mean, it was in, you know, $6 in hardware. And I don't know if I'll ever replace it with the factory one, even because it's like 150 bucks for the, the really nice mounting with the pins and the quick release and all that stuff. And I'm like, I don't actually need that. This works fine. So, Oh yeah. I mean, you know, the funny thing is, is I have the, uh, the, the same boards and those same pins and I've had a real trouble with the, the caps that go over the pins because they're cheap plastic and they break. Huh. And but and also they won't sell you the cheap cap, plastic caps without the pins. So, um, yeah, <laughs> that's annoying. You touch you touched on a hot button there. Actually, something actually I was dealing with this week because I put the the basket and everything back on the top of the Subaru, and two of the the, the plastic things, which are supposed to be the safety things, have broken, and not by just by being up there, and they're kind of protected. So I don't know. I've looked into. I have Max Track pins, but they don't work with the Subaru rack because the pins that. Uh, the the bolt sits too far down, so huh. I'm I'm having like you to kind of start figuring out Jimmy race. Um, I know for a fact, um, this is people are looking that uh, Yakima makes some Tread Pro mounts that Vel Velcro in, but you can put the pins in too if you find aftermarket pins. So huh. yeah, so I'll stick with my six dollar Home Depot bolts for now. I think well, exactly if it works. <laughs> I mean. You know, we should talk about that. You brought you, you said something that we should talk about sometime on one of the episodes is Loctite because I think so many people don't understand it, including me. I mean, I know I've used red Loctite on, on things like brake rotors and things like that, but you know the differences. So that would be a good topic sometime. Yeah, that's that is a good one. Actually, we, let's we'll cover that in our next episode because I I learned a lot about Loctite <laughs> recently. Isn't I found it? Did you? Well, everybody just looks like everybody usually just thinks Loctite blue and red. Well, there's like six different varieties of Loctite for very specific applications. I I wasn't aware of until now. So like they have even uh, I think some material specific ones too, which is pretty cool. So I mean, they're it's actually kind of hard to find. Uh, so unless you have a special use case, you probably don't need it. One of the things I wish I did get was brush on, but we'll talk about that in the next episode. Yeah, definitely. I know with everything I'm doing with my stuff, I'm, I've been blue loctiting stuff. And like I said, I have some red stuff that I just, by the way, don't ever get that on anything that's not what you want to put it on. No. Um, in fact, you can strip, you can, anything outside of a grade eight bolt, you'll probably strip if you don't heat up red loctite. It's, I'll give you that one right now. I've learned that the hard way. Like, you'll be wishing you had like a really long half inch breaker bar to break those bolts loose with red loctite. <laughs> So. I will say this. I finally, I finally, by the way, I finally invested in a good heat gun I got from uh, Home Depot for like 30 bucks and it has changed my life. Oh, I yeah. didn't realize how many things I could use it on and just, you know, stupid stuff as far as removing stickers or 
heating up bolts or things like that, or, you know, you know, jump-starting my oven, things like that. I was going to say, careful, you can light stuff on fire with one of those pretty easily, I found out. Yes, yes, you can. Yes, you can. I'm Not that I know that in any way, shape, or form, but my definitely my smoke detectors do. So, yeah, I learned that the hard way. Uh-huh. That's yeah. hilarious. So, yeah. I was going to talk nice. about... Well, I'm- more about uh, some of the, the stuff I'm doing down here is I'm, I'm turning this into a bit of a work trip for Dan's drives as well. I posted a couple of videos, uh, uh, Ted, as we call it, the endurance drive, which uh, you didn't you didn't make it on, but you've done most of the route. Um, mm-hmm. Is uh, I've been kind of recreating that drive down here and adding to it, and so far that's been working. Uh, I've got a GoPro Hero 7, and I probably will upgrade to a 9 eventually just because the hyperlapse settings are a little better. But uh, um, that is... One of the, it's been more beneficial than I thought. One, once I got it set up and figured it out, super easy to do. And if anybody's doing a drive or doing one of my drives from the website, please do this. Uh, if you have a seven or higher, just set it on hyperlapse, uh, 4K, 30 frames per second. And I think it's a 15 to one ratio is what I'm using. And you can get killer footage of your drives without dragging everybody through like a full length video that takes forever to upload and edit. So, well, and GoPro has finally figured out the link between the phones and the GoPros where you can see the camera, Yes, which is really nice. Um, it, there was a lot of issues in the past, and then they have that desktop now where you can edit it and it'll go to, and they even have their own cloud, I think. So it, it, it has drastically changed, which is nice. Yeah, and so I've been searching for like what the best deals are on the 9 right now, and I thought it was Costco, but it's actually wrong. So uh, so the, the best deal I found right now is actually from GoPro. For 350 right now, you can get the 9 with a one-year subscription for unlimited cloud storage. Which, due to the size of footage, that is a really good deal because you're uploading gigabytes at a time. So, one, you're going to kill your data cap. I've actually been uploading and using the uh, hotspot in my truck more than I have because internet is a little slow around here. Shocking. Not as slow as at my new place, but it's, um, it's I have unlimited uh, uh, 4G in the truck, which is about as good as I can get. And it actually works really well. So doing most of my internet stuff like just sitting in the truck well i mean as, as, as anybody that listened to last week you can record from your truck <laughs> that actually sounded really good i was really surprised it, it did it did it actually did sound pretty good so. i think we found a yeah, new I, studio I mean, I, <laughs> hey well if you don't sell it yeah <laughs> no don't, uh, don't sell the studio dan <laughs> I think, yeah i think i will end up turning it on a new one eventually but uh, i really do love that truck the more i drive it so yeah, it's and I was going to say I have a seven two and I love it. We I don't use it for much as much as it is. And I think so many people shy away from buying GoPros because you buy one and then they release six new models. They're sort of like the, the McLaren of the camera world right now. <laughs> right. So yeah, but uh, that new nine looks really neat. And that's the problem too. Is I look and I go, well, why don't I? What, what does that have that I don't have? Like the new let the the new Max lens mods and all that. I really like it. Yeah, I probably the only reason I, that one has any appeal to, to me is because it has better hyperlapse capabilities, smoother hyperlapse. I don't plan on recording in 5K. Um, I don't really need anything when I'm, when you're doing time lapse or hyperlapse. You, the frame rate isn't really an issue. It's because because it's you're intentionally slowing the frame rate for hyperlapse and time lapse. But uh, the image stabilization is where it's at for me. And when you're doing a lot of driving videos and things like that, GoPro is really light years above the rest when it comes to image stabilization and hyperlapse. So this isn't tip of the week it should be but here it is um time lapses for when the gopro is not moving when the camera's not moving and the subject is so if you're doing like a sunset um or a, a long a long you know a long shot of nature or something that's when you want to use time lapse hyperlapse is for when you're moving so if you're str- you can use like a, a vehicle is pretty stable so time lapse will still work but you can compare them side by side and it's night and day 
So if you're using, if you're doing vehicle uh, time lapse, you want to use the hyperlapse feature in GoPro, not time lapse. Yeah, I learned something new. Yeah, I I, I was laughing because I mean, it, you know, you know, you and I are so connected. I was on the GoPro site a couple of days ago, and I was laughing because they have a a bike bike mount. Basically, it's this mount that you hold in your teeth. It's like a mouth guard, and I'm like, that seems like a really good way to lose your teeth. I'm just gonna. <laughs> Or, I mean, maybe it would be for me because I like to practice things. So. <laughs> I was going to say, that, that's me to a T. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, Interesting. yeah. Should, well, speaking I'm, of biking, uh, huh. congratulations to Linnea. She took third in women's pro this weekend in the pro finals. Hey, so, and nice job. Saw that. So, previous guest, cool person to know if you're into biking. So, follow Fluid Ride. Check her out. She's yeah. a good real racer. Anyway. Yeah, real racing, real racer. In the Unlike some us. of these old old school racers that used to take their their bikes on chairlifts to the top and then ride down. Those people are despicable. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, just, nameless I'm just playing terrible at biking. So it's uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> I saw something else. Right. Speaking of previous guests, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Keith Northrup, Northrup Fab. I saw him. He built a rig for his kid. He built a trailer hitch onto a Power Wheels. Uh, I think it's a little Jeep or something or a truck, but he that built doesn't a, surprise me. Yeah. yeah. He built a trailer hitch and a trailer on the back with these little cones set up. So his kids could practice backing in a trailer. And I was just like, that is genius. Like they're going to be doing this their whole lives. By the time those kids are 16, they'll be like getting paid 50 bucks to park boats on the boat ramp. Yeah. Oh, we, uh, speaking of that, and since you've left, we, we, somebody decided to drive their car off the boat ramp down in, uh, Sanamish. Uh, they, I saw that they were towing some, some new, uh, Chevrolet out of the lake with his, uh, so the boat, uh, with the trailer is still attached. So that was nice. Yeah. That's hilarious. That happens a lot too. It's just really funny. I know. But I mean, I'm sure he's over, I mean, I'm sure he has, they, these kids have the nicest rig ever when they're power wheels. So yeah, it doesn't get much better than that. Yeah, and if you ever want to have a good time, go on online and look up these dads that, that juice up the power wheels with the like the Dewalt ba- drill batteries. That's fun to watch. Yeah. It's a little scary, so, but it's hilarious. Yeah, don't do it, and then just give it to your kid. Test it first. <laughs> I think there was one. I I think I sent it to you of a, of a dad doing that and his daughter driving, it, and then she just starts. She he fi- she finally stops and just starts bawling, saying it's too fast, daddy. It's too it's a, fast. It's, it's adorable, fast. but it's sad. Yeah, I mean, hey, I mean, fast is good, right? Yeah, fast is good. Yeah, it's the sudden nice. stop that's the problem. It's not the speed. Right. <laughs> Clarkson say speed's not the problem. It's the sudden stop when you yeah. crash. Yeah, yeah, that'll be good. Huh. Interesting, interesting. Well, I don't know what what else is on the agenda this week. I mean, I think it's now that you're down there having fun and we're enjoying the rain up here. Uh, yeah, uh, I, like I said, I, I reached, I put it out upon Avance, but if any of our listeners are in the area, let me know. Um, I, I know a few people are coming down. Garb's on a road trip with his family, his wife and his parents. They've been going all over. He's been recreating some of the routes from the Endurance Drive, um, literally with his family, which is kind of hilarious to me. Um, all of them in the back of that Corvette, huh? That yeah. sounds like a real good <laughs> The trip. X3, yeah. of course, so, but uh, it's been yeah. fun. To, he's been taking them on all the roads. He'll be here on Thursday evening, actually. He's going to join me for uh, dinner and hanging out. And then um, I think Kelly Dennehy. I don't know if you know Kelly. He was friends with so. Sam. He's the Dennehy yeah. on um, Instagram. Uh, Avance guy as well, of course. He's going to come down, I think, this weekend or next but, uh, yeah, I got a lot of people just passing through because it's, like I said, it is the perfect time to come down here. It's the perfect time to get out and drive because, well, stuff's not on fire yet. 
and it, it will be. Um, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. it's that's just the way it is. It's the way we've seen for the last several years. Is forest fires tend to be a real problem now. They more than they ever have, and it keeps getting worse. Unfortunately, so. And you're down there till what the 27th, something like that. 28th, that 27th, weekend? 28th, I think. I can't remember yeah, what it is. I think right. I leave the 28th, and then uh, I'll be back. So yeah. Nice. Excellent. Excellent. Grandpa, what do you call this thing again? It's a 66 Ford Bronco. I think you got ripped off. Why is that, honey? It's got no Wi-Fi, no USB port, no Bluetooth. Exactly. I guess we'll just have to talk. Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. Is that the window button? It's called a window crank. Cool. The faster I move it, the faster it goes down. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. Being old is kind of cool, Grandpa. Works for me. For people who love cars. So let's we'll go ahead and look at our uh, our events calendar. I think uh, there's a couple of uh, there's about what, two or three events coming up in the next week. Uh, one of them that we'll probably definitely be at. Uh, well, I know I will be at. But uh, uh, on the 13th, they have an Avant Denver drive. Um, obviously, if you're down in, as, as part of Avant in Denver and you're listening to this, you should definitely go check that out. Um, on the 14th, on, on Monday the 14th, there's the Ferrari SF90 Spider Launch, which I believe is here in Seattle, and I think that is a sign-up only, because that's a pretty exclusive event. And then the, the one of, event you should always come to here in the Pacific Northwest is the Avant. Avant. is the Avant Off-Road, a monthly off-road event, which is June 19th, uh, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., uh, out at the, the Avance course on the backside of Dirtfish. Um, there's the morning events and then the, the evening events. Uh, make sure you sign up for that. I think there are still spaces available as of right now. Yeah, for the morning session, which is 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., and then the afternoon session, 1 to 3. Yeah, uh, have you seen, have you been following Avance Off-Road? You've probably seen they actually started doing changes to the track now, finally. Well, I see they have one small dog out there with digging holes, but I don't know if that's enough. You know, <laughs> you know, so, yeah. I saw two tractors. Like I saw a small Kubota Ooh. and a smaller Kubota. <laughs> and that was um, like, imagine that. Some yeah. people in Avance that own tractors, huh? That, is that why you bought a tractor, Dan? Are you starting to I just wanted to fit in. <laughs> yeah. All the cool kids have cars and tractors, yeah. Well, I mean, it is, I mean, there's a few other things that are coming up after that, but it's going to be a good month as things start to open up here. It's Really neat. So, yep. Well, go have a drink with Brandon Mimpel because I don't think we've gotten hammered enough yet. So, Brandon Mimpel. Well, oh, I forgot about Brandon Mimpel. You know, it's hard to forget about Brandon Mimpel. He's such an interesting guy. So, I mean, he's—I see he was out uh, showing off his beautiful R8 that's finally finished. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's okay. I don't hate him much, but yeah. I but, really, uh, Brandon Mimpel. Yeah. I hope you're enjoying your car. So, yeah. I'm jealous. I really, really want to. I want one of those. But, yeah. I know you do. Yeah. You'll find one. But it's just, you know, it, we might have to build one out of an A4 right now because it'll be cheaper. So, you know. Yes, that's true. <laughs> you know, it's just so much easier. Well, good. Well, I think that kind of wraps up this week's episode. Um, please don't get used to Nicholas sounding like this, like I'm coming through. I don't even know what I sound like. I sound like I got a head cold from where I am. So, um, we're go- we do have a couple of people that we've reached out to to do some interesting phone interviews that aren't local um, and hoping to hear back from them this month and get them on the show. Yeah, we still have uh, yeah. some guests even though we're out of town. So we've, we're working. It yeah. So. Yeah. So it's, 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 I, I don't think we've done a phone thing since the last time I was drinking down in uh, Scottsdale. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody can tell. <laughs> Living in the back, lying in the back of the van going, where am I? But I had a, I had a designated driver. Yeah. <laughs> all, all right. right well for this yeah go ahead i miss you man. i'll let you go 
I miss you too. I mean, it's weird not having you down the hill. It really is. Like, I may have to go make friends with the new people that live at your house just because I, you know, I feel at home there. <laughs> so. All right. Well, for this episode of Rain City Supercars, as always, I'm Nick. I'm Dan, and don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.